And that drum beat says it all. It's Gersh Kunzman and Vince DiMaselli, your host of the Brooklyn Paper Radio Hour, right from downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown, live from the Brooklyn Paper Building. And we got a very special show, of course, sponsored by Atlas Steakhouse, and of course, sponsored by the Brooklyn Spine Center, and our new sponsor, Dr. Joseph Lichter, the dentist with the most. That didn't even rhyme. I was going to say the <laughs> dentist with the mentist. He's I don't the know mintiest that, dentist in town. Anyway, I'm Gersh Kunzman of the Daily News. That's the New York Daily News, of course, along with Vince DiMaselli of the Brooklyn Paper. And we got a big show. Big, big show today, Vince, Gersh. you wanted to talk about a lot of stories. There's a lot going on out there. I mean, the storm. You, a, you spent the whole weekend shoveling out, there, am I oh, right? Every muscle hurts. Yeah. Every every piece of my body. My brain hurts. And I'll tell you, Vince DiMaselli has muscles in places where I don't even have places. Mm, and, and brains. And he's, well, forget about that. He's a handsome man. Yeah. And I can say that. You know, I'm not one of those guys. I've said this on shows before. Maybe I'm polyamorous. I, I'm, maybe I, I, I lean all over the place. I don't know. No. But the point is he's a handsome man, and I can say that I'm confident in my sexuality. And we will talk more about that with our special guest today. Without question. But Vince wanted to get to the top story of the day. we got to talk about the Piazza thing. They're going to retire Mike Piazza's we number. we got to get to that. It's a big story. We're going to get to it. But the bef- Bloomberg thing. We'll talk about he's Bloomberg. run. But before got we even vote. get to that, before, before, again, before we we'll even get to, get to that, we've got an in-studio guest and no, we have never had a luminary. We've spoken to Borough President Adams. Yes, we have. We've spoken to Councilman Vince Gentili. I remember him, Vincent. We've put in interview requests for Bernie Sanders. We sent a letter to Mel Brooks, we and did. all of he it has not responded. All of it pales by comparison to our guest right now, Reverend Daniel Meter of the Old First Reform. That's a Dutch Reformed church oh, over man. there in Park Slope. He's our in-studio guest. Welcome, Reverend Meter. Yeah, what took you so long? Well, that's a good, good very good question. Very, we, because we were waiting to get all the bugs out. We didn't want you coming here with all the, well, the, literally the bugs in our studio. Yes. In downtown Brooklyn. Anyway, it's great to see you. Thank you. Alive from the storm. We got a lot to talk about, but right off the bat. Now, you're right, the, wait, he's the pastor over there, right? He's the pastor. Now, do you have to shovel on the weekend? Who's doing uh, that? I, I bless. I bless the snow. I bless. The, I bless it all. I helped. I helped. Yeah, you did. You're out there. And did you close? Because my I go to church on on. A we Stan closed. Island. You, you closed. We closed. I'm sorry to say we closed. I guess it was an act of God. We, uh, our closing was an act of God. Okay. What about the storm? Is this, this? Let me give you a little background how we got into this. I don't believe in God. Never did. Vince is somewhere along the line of he thinks there's something out there. Something am I right? I don't want to speak for you. That's pretty. That's pretty much true. That's, he thinks there's something out there. He doesn't. I think. He, I think God invented weather and God lets the weather happen. Let's it happen. Okay. So, so a storm, storm is not an act of God. No. It's a, it's a kind of passive resistance kind of thing. <laughs> it just kind of lets it out. Ah, storm. Oh, it's gonna pummel yeah, the east coast. Just, it's like deal with it. Okay, deal with it. Okay. But now we, we start. see he gets the memo. He's like, yeah, yeah, God, this uh, storm's coming up the east coast. Uh, you know, do uh, it. Do. They can handle it. Yeah. yeah. But see, I gotta say, just having a, a man of God. Because is it accurate to call you a man of God? Yes. Okay. I will not take, this is my vow, I will not take the Lord's name in vain at least less than three times, more than three times on the show today. That's between you and God. All right. But to have a moral compass in our studio, Vince. We need that. A one-man God squad. Mm -hmm. Now, just a little background so you know what uh, Reverend Meter works on. When I was the editor of the Brooklyn Paper, every uh, Easter I would have him, because, you know, Easter's a holy time. There's Passover and Easter. We would have him do a, a, a one-on-one smackdown with a reverend, often Andy Bachman. You're still friends with Bachman, am I oh, right? Yes. He's become quite a hater of me on Twitter. And uh, the other day he tweeted something negative about me, something I wrote. And I, I said, et tu Bachman, then fall cuntsman. Mm-hmm. And that was a little Shakespeare reference, if you don't know. Anyway, great to have the reverend here. 
We talked about a storm being not an active god. I got some questions, though. Go for it. Vinny and I were reading the paper the other day. Remember this story? Yeah. This kid in Connecticut got in trouble at, at his school district because when he was reciting the Pledge of, Alle Pledge of Allegiance, instead of saying under God, he said under ISIS. He was joking, of course. Ooh, man. Okay. Ooh. Now, that's, it's not in great taste because they behead people over there. But where are you on the pledge? Do you think Americans should be pledging, whether it's to God or not, pledging a loyalty oath to the flag of these United States? Uh, no, I don't. Oh. There you go. That was easy. That was pretty easy. What about the under God part? Where yeah, you that was that? added so much later. That was that was added. That was added like in the fifties or so. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That Red was, Scare, baby. Yeah, Red, Red Scare. scare. Yeah. Under God. They're using God. Wow. Um, They're using God. That's your. They're using yeah. God. Okay. A, Let's go. To, now we're going to ramp it up. Now we're going to ramp it up. We're what take about it to, take it to the next level? How many God? points did I get for that? one? <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. the ding? We got to have a ding. <laughs> we got a ding. Five points. Jimmy. We got a little ding sound effect. Okay. Reverend. Yes. On the money. Which, as you know, is not holy. It's mammon, if I'm not right. mistaken. It says, in God we trust. Where are you on that? Uh, take it off. Take it, off. take it off. Vince, where are you on that? I'm, I'm with the reverend. I'm standing That's right next to him. Can we get a ding? Can we get a ding? He's got the ding sound. Oh, he's looking at it. Ding. 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 Okay. Good one. Now, why would you take it off? Don't I'm just kidding. Because you believe in God, right? I believe in God, yeah. But I believe in a separation of church and state. The, the, state, the state manages money and, you know. There's another thing. Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, give to God what belongs to there God. Money is. belongs to Caesar. Render unto mm. Caesar what he's lost, or something like that. Am I, is, that now, is, that, wait, is that from the Bible? That's Corinthians. That, that is so wrong. It's not Corinthians? <laughs> no, it's from the Gospels. Of course, the Gospel, well. Which render gospel? Render unto, uh, one of them. Uh, one of the Gospels. Can <laughs> I get a ding on that, Jimmy? <laughs> ding. Ding, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, nice job. All right, so render unto Caesar what he wants. Okay. No, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Render unto God what is God's. I was simplifying. All right. Well, now, you got it wrong. Now, Okay, you're right. Now the tough one. We're ramping it up. All right. In every, well, not every, but in most courtroom in, in these United States, there's a bench, and over the bench it says, in God we trust. It does? Well, in a lot of courtrooms. Some of them. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, look, nations want their gods. It's one of the, I mean, every every country wants its gods. Oh, you got squishy on me, Rev. I, yeah, I know. It was going good I for a while. Put, I would not put it in. I wouldn't put it in. I, I, I don't, I'm a not in favor of it. Fair but, enough. Okay. okay. So now we're going to ramp it up one more time. One more. Ted Cruz the other day. Now he's running oh, for office. Yeah. He's a conservative. He's, he's the guy who does those TED Talks on WMIC. <laughs> That's him. Well, in one of those TED Talks, he said, here's how I describe myself in order. He said, I'm a Christian first, an American second, a conservative third, and a Republican fourth. Now, I'm not making this up. Now, I have no problem with it. That's how he defines himself. Yeah. yeah. All right. First, I'm going to go to Vince. My cohort's my cohort. Handsome looking man. Give me your four. How do you define yourself? Father. Not, not a religious father. You mean a father of I'm your father. little boy? Okay. Father. Husband. Okay. And where do I go from there? Editor. Okay. Nice. And American. Okay, American. You put American in there. Okay, American. Rev, yeah. Rev, let's give let me let me get yours. Husband, father, Christian. Um, I guess American. I mean, if I only have four, we're you, giving you no, four. No, we can we, do as many. Uh, no, you can't do as many. We, we, we're sticking to the cruise, the TED talk. Okay, uh, fine, fine. Parallel. I'd guess I'd call myself. Yeah, I'm an American. I'm very grateful for. I'm very grateful for this country. There you go. Okay. Can I'm, you get that ding, Jimmy? Can you say a New Yorker? <laughs> yeah, of course you can. Oh, well, there wow, very that was, nice. Ooh, that very was quite nice. A Born in Jersey. All right, so here, you want my four? Go. I go New Yorker first. Okay. I go journalist second because mm -hmm. it kind of gets to the, the essential kind of hatred kind and of anger and jer jerkiness in me. Yeah. I go cyclist third. 
Bicyclist. Yeah. Hmm. And I go man fourth. Man. Man versus woman? Or no, just man. As man like, as, like as in f- human being? Mensch? No, no. Fit, maybe mensch. Fit, thank you for the Yiddish, Reverend. That was, that was excellent. It's German. Nice, nice touch. No, it's Yiddish. Der Mensch. Oh, now you're going to give me a der. Okay. Yeah. Man. No, I say man in the sexual sense, in the, in the kind of vibrant sexual sense. You know, like so, the, like, the, like opposed Anthony to woman. Kajido Ergot. Yeah, thank you, Wiener. Kajido Ergot. <laughs> now, Reverend, you're married, am I right? I am. Okay, so you understand what I'm talking about when I talk about manly things. Yes. Okay. Well, just to. No, I would say no. <laughs> to put this in context. <laughs> I'm glad he knows because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but to put this in context. We I know were, what I mean. We were down at the Ava Brew on Willoughby before. Vinny and I always get a cup of coffee before the show. We asked Julia, the barista there. Very for nice. Her four. She's very sweet. Nice lady. She, her four were artist, woman, American, liberal. Hmm. And I said, well, you got the woman number two and I got the man number four. So I don't think it's going to work between us. No, it's not going to work out. But I, I went right with man. I still don't understand what the difference between man and woman is. No, I mean, man, she meant it as she was gender female. I mean, it is just like, I got it. Oh, yeah. I'm like David Lee Roth. Oh, that's that was, what I meant. I got you. That's that was, what I meant. That was very loud. All right. Speaking of which, I yeah. am. All, I, <laughs> we Gersh, always stop. Gersh, I'm so thrilled to know all this about you. No, yeah. seriously. Reverend, you know what I'm talking about. You're a married man. Now, Vince is a married man. He doesn't have the guts to get nasty on this show. And because of our, we're not on an eight second delay. We can't, Reverend. But after the show, you and I are going to talk. We're going to talk real man talk. That I, the kind of stuff I can't, I can't talk wait. about with Vince. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Anyway, this week, and I need, I'm going to need your moral guidance in a second, Rev. I became the most hated man in America. I heard about this. You heard about this? Yes, I did. Gersh? Yep. I, this is the one that the rabbi wrote that uh, Gersh Kuntzman is uh, off the reservation. I don't think he used that terminology because he wouldn't say that. But I wrote an, an article. Do you have that sound effects uh, queued up there, Jimmy? I wrote a column about the Eagles. Now, you know, Glenn Fry died yeah. last week. I wrote a column about sad. the it's Eagles are the worst rock band in history, prompting an immediate avalanche of hundreds of emails from Eagles fans. Now, first mm-hmm. of all, Rev, are you an Eagle fan? No. Oh, not an Eagle fan? Really? No. Interesting. Well, Stones. Okay, interesting. Sympathy wait, wait, for wait, the wait, devil, wait, wait, Rev? <laughs> What's the difference? What's the difference between the Stones and the Eagles? Dance. dance. One's a dance band. Right, really? So when you listen to the Eagles, rock, one's rock and roll. One and is Eagles, rock and roll. Eagles are nice. They're all right. Yeah. All right. But you wouldn't say they're rock and roll. No. Okay. Well, well all right. Anyway, sympathy for the devil from the Rev is very impressive. I like anyway, it. so I became the most hated man in America. And then two days later, I wrote a story. Now, I don't know if you saw this story in the paper. A cow, like I said a cow with a beef, went on the lamb in Queens. Oh, the cow, yeah. Yeah, fled from a slaughterhouse. That's now, Rev, first of all, do you eat meat? Yeah. Okay, is that, does it upset you that I mentioned that? No. Okay. So the cow escapes from the slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Now, I've covered a lot of these stories, and there's a predictable— happens. It happens like twice a week. There's a very predictable arc to these stories. The cow escapes, and everybody in New York is like, go, cow, go! It's like O.J. Simpson running with A.J. <laughs> Cowlings whatever. Go, go, O.J. Oh, he's running through the airport. So, yeah. The so the cow—and everybody wants the cow to be free. Then they catch the cow, and everyone's like, oh, you got to let him go! He's— He's save the cow! Save the cow! Oh, the cow! Two, two minutes before he was going to be slaughtered, and you're going to buy him in the butcher shop. So, Rev. Yeah. First of all, where are you on this topic? Should they kill the cow, or should because he escaped, now we got to let him go free? Once again, we come back well, to the, the act of God. The cow's, act of God. Not, the cow's the cow's change has become a part. The cow's become a personality. You can, it's so it humanized the cow. What mm. happened is become the cow. The cow's become a story. I mean, pe- people go through experience. They become public. The 
how what we want with them changes after what happens so to them. So you would you would free the cow. Yeah. You you kind of the you'd cow put them off the, you put the them cow, out to pasture. The cow well, kind of earned it, well, right? Well, that's so anyway, I wrote a column saying, you know, no. If you want to have a reasoned debate about meat consumption in this country, I'm I'm for that debate because I'm a park sloper and I'll remind you Reverend, a member of the Park Slope Food Co-op. I'll have that debate, <laughs> yes, but I, but that doesn't involve this one cow. <laughs> so here I am in the same week. I slam the eagles yeah. and I slam well, I guess cows, and I get so not, much not hate mail. Cows in general, just just one particular cow. So just so you know, there's a petition right now, and I'm going to read the website. It's on thepetitionsite.com, and you got to you got to search it, and it's a petition to have me fired from the Daily News immediately. If not sooner. Because you're a man, however, <laughs> you'll stand up to that. Kunzman is a hate-baiting and needs to be fired from his post immediately, if not sooner. His article on Glenn Fry was disgusting and pathetic. His views on the cow that escaped in Queens are just the antics of a childish, simple-minded loser who obviously has deep personal issues of hatred and bitterness. And I don't know how they came up with that. <laughs> Because that's crap. <laughs> anyway, it made me the most hated man in America. And I would li like to ask for the reverend's absolution right now. Uh, As a man of God, can I be absolved from this hatred? Uh, uh, i got to think to this. Are now. you in a position to do that? I'm not in a position to absolve you. Oh, man, alive. You're but, in trouble, Gersh. i got water here. But is I, there something true that God, there's a, there is a powerful. I don't, think, I don't think God cares about what you said or so, what you did. So God is a free speech absolutist. <laughs> No, I don't think God cares about you. No, I'm. Uh, oh, uh, but no, God I'm loves gonna... everybody. <laughs> um, Where are you on this? What's the question? Uh, will God? Will God look shine? I don't know. I don't even believe in God. I don't know what the question <laughs> is. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering. The question is simply: Will I be absolved or, of this bitterness? Uh, will if if there is a heaven, am I getting in, or will this column, these two columns, you know, send me to the you know he double hockey sticks? No. No. So so God is a free speech absolutist. No, I didn't say that. All right, Vince, where are you on this? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that you know, the way that it was the way that it was put together in the daily news in the in print, I thought you got a I thought you got a bad rap, especially with the the Glenn Fry thing. I did, I thought well, they I thought look, editors listen, do what they do. I thought they could have done a better job putting that together for you. And I think that the two hundred word story that they ran in print was nothing compared to what was online, which actually yeah. made perfect sense. It made it was a very reasoned argument. Okay. We gotta get out. Rev. Yeah. Are there things, because Vince, every time we pee, and we pee a lot next to each other. We do. Because I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Every time yeah, we pee. It has nothing to his. do with sexuality. Sometimes. <laughs> it has everything to do with, you know, human. Uh, Urination. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and I know where God is on that. Yeah. Because uh, he's been crapping. No, I'm just joking. Anyway, so Vince. Vince is in there, and he always washes his hands. And I wonder, does that bring him closer to God? Is cleanliness Next truly, is yeah. it truly next to God? Right? Does that bring him closer to God? No, I think if it was if he was really, uh, really religious, he would wash his hands before. Nice, mm, interesting nice. take. Got interesting. Got to keep. Who that says I clean. don't though? Who says I don't? <laughs> no, but I got. I'm. I'm wondering. Are the things that we as human beings should do to be closer to God? Not that I believe. Well, yeah, lots of things. Like what? Becoming religious, praying. Oh, praying. No, no, no. You are using No, you're Wait, a hypocrite. You, you, want, you want things like, you mean, should you not write about cows? No, no, you're a hypocrite because you used to tell me that we, we live out the spirit of God through good works. Helping the homeless, for example, like you do. That's not the only thing. That's I, one that's way. That's not the only thing I said to you. That's true. What else did you say? <laughs> I, no, I want to live a better life. I don't want to be a warped and frustrated old man like these guys are accusing me. Nine petitions going strong. I want to be a better man. What yeah. should I do? 
Well, first of all, you got to be a better man. Be a right? better man. Yeah, that's not easy. Mm. That's not easy. I, you know, it, there's not a there's not a one to one between being religious and being a better man. Definitely isn't, because I can be a good man and be an atheist. Yes, you can, and you could be a Christian and be a jerk. Or I could be a shaman and be somewhere in between. Whatever. Mm. Where are you on this, Vince? Because we got to get back to my sex life. No, we. <laughs> There's only so much time on the show. I wanted to give you an opportunity, though, Gersh, to absolve yourself of of your past sins. Yeah, I I do. And I know that everyone got – they were very upset with you for what you said about Glenn Fry. So I have have a list of people here that I want to know what you think about them. Okay. They died recently. Alan Rickman. He oh. played. He played in uh, Robin Hood with uh, with uh, with Kevin Costner. What? Most overrated actor of his generation. <laughs> That's, really bad. That's good. That's what happened. To him. How about uh, Dan Haggerty? He was on Grizzly Adams. Oh, he should have shaved. He he didn't. Lo- <laughs> when he was shaven, he looked good. Okay. Meadowlark Lemon recently passed. He yeah. was a uh, he was a, he was one of the uh, one of the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Globetrotters. Always double dribbled and traveled. The guy <laughs> never went to the hole without taking more than two and a half steps. That's terrible. It's true though. <laughs> Jackie Collins, the author of Hollywood Wives. What you think of that? Yeah, not as good as her as her sister Joan Collins, who was very sexy. Okay, and Wes Craven passed away. He was he did Scream Four and of course uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Lived up to his last name Craven because he was a coward. Never made a movie that scared me. But crap. Okay, and I wanted this is the last one also passed away in the last year was Leonard Nimoy. Let me hear what you have to think. Le- Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner born on the same day. Shatner is the better actor. Shatner's the better man. And Rev Shatner is the better Jew. <laughs> there you go. I've now <laughs> and get, a better Canadian. I want the hate mail to come to BrooklynPaper.com. <laughs> Thanks, because that is all accurate. Do we have any? Do we have any Eagles music so we can get out of this segment? We gotta get out of this. Play Desperado because I want to just let the listener hear how bad this band is. What is that? It's Desperado, Gersh. Oh, so it's so bad. It's so bad. But you know what? I'm I'm magnanimous, Rev. Glenn Fry, rest in peace. If you can hear me, you're a good man. But your band is not a rock and roll band. Here we go. Go for it. Desperado. Oh, well, that's Henley. Come on. Yeah, but they, they wrote it together. They did write it together. Can't you give us Ronstadt's cover? Yeah. This How'd she do? Did she do better? Oh yeah. What was he doing? Riding fences? Who rides a fence? What does that mean? It's got a not. It's got a not a bad hook. If it was like a symphony. All right, we got to get out. Glenn Fry, rest in peace. That's a great. It's got a nice little piano riff, but it. The worst song, Lion Eyes, Witchy Woman, and that other one we were talking about before. Uh, uh, what was that one you were gonna sing? Uh, I don't know. They have the list. Jimmy, you got the list. Right, it doesn't matter. We got to get out. Guys, Reverend, stick with us because we need your opinion on something. I got to pay some bills, Jimmy. I got to pay some bills. Thank Ooh, you. Which bills are we paying? I'm paying my bill. You're doing your bill? Guys, has low back pain kept you on the sidelines of life and unable to do the things that make you active and happy? And Rev, you know I'm talking about my sex life. Non-surgical spinal decompression at Brooklyn Spine Center is available and it's going to get you back in the game, Rev. Back in the game. Spinal decompression has been proven effective in relieving the pain associated with bulging and herniated discs, degenerative disc disease, which is what I have, sciatica, and even failed back surgery. So they got this machine. It's called the DRX-9000. Spinal decompression device. It applies a distraction force to relieve nerve compression, and that's the kind of thing that causes the low back pain in the first place. This force, it's a pumping action, Rev, allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc and helps revitalize that disc. Now... We'll talk more about natural uh, nutrients flowing a little bit later, Rev. If you want to find out more about this DRX 9000, you got to call the Brooklyn Spine Center, and I'll give you that number. 718, you writing this down? 
718-234-6207. You'll schedule a consultation with Melinda Keller, and she'll determine if you're right for the DRX 9000. If not, she's got other treatments. The number again, 718-234-6207. Or visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com. Wow, that's a good one. Vince, pay some some other bills. Okay, give me, I need some more music. Give me Dr. Lichter music. A little, little dental music. Yeah. Is this still dental music? Jimmy, what are we doing? You got it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's dental music. Is that dentist? Yeah, that's, that's, like, den- that's dental music. It's me. All right. Listen, when was the last time you saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable? If your answer has been, it's been too long to remember, then it's time to see Dr. Joseph Lichter. Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art dentistry is offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost anyone can afford to get the smile that they deserve. And right now, his prices are even more affordable. You believe this, Kirsch? Because listeners of Brooklyn Paper Radio Whoa. can get special low prices for some of Dr. Lichter's most popular procedures. Now you're going to say, what are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Invisalign, the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces, which usually cost $5,000 or more. At Dr. at Dr. Joseph Lichter's DDS, you'll save more than $1,000. Whoa. Yeah, porcelain veneers, which can go for 1000 or more. Yep, yep. At Dr. Lichter, you'll pay only six seventy-five, And... Get the bright white smile you've always dreamed of. Because for a limited time, Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom Teeth Whitening Procedure for only $395. This guy's unbelievable. He's like Crazy Eddie of dentistry. (laughs) Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that will make you smile. That's 718-339-7878. You guys know that Dr. Lichter is located at 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood, you can visit him online at josephlichterdds.com. i got to say, I feel like if I shop around and get the best advertised special I can find, I'll bring it to Dr. Lichter, and Dr. Lichter will beat it. <laughs> That's a reference to all you old kids out there. Yeah, they gotta you got another bill to pay or you want to move on? No, let's move on okay. to something else we'll get Guys, back to. this is the big one. In the 5 o'clock hour. Do you remember, and I know the Reverend has been a fan of Coney. Reverend, you ever get down to Coney Island? Oh, yes. Do you, what, in the winter or in the summer? Both. Okay, he loves Coney. What I do you love, love about Coney? The ocean, the okay. sand, the board, the people, the boardwalk. Well, what I love about Coney Island... It's been so long since I've seen the ocean. Wait, what's that I, from? I guess I should. It sounds like De Niro. Who are you channeling there? <laughs> Counting Crows. Okay. A so, good band. So, Rev. Yeah. What I love about Coney Island, the one word comes to mind, potential. Potential at Coney Island, and it is building. The problem is that that one word has come to mind for about 30 years, Gersh. Well, I think we're moving forward. Now, Rev. I hope so. Big yes. news this weekend or just before the weekend, the Shore Theater, Shore Hotel, was sold hotel. by the Bullard family. Is it a hotel? I mean, that's the one on the corner by the train station? The one on the corner by the train station yeah. that has been empty, save for a fried chicken restaurant in the lobby, for the longest time. So we're going to get on the phone. Jimmy, get ready. We're going to get on the phone. Dick Ziggin. Now, Rev, you must know Dick Ziggin, right? No. Oh, Dick Ziggin. He's the mayor of Coney sure Island. He's a fine fellow. Mayor of Coney Island. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on right now. You guys keep talking. He's oh, listen to this. Call. This is a professional phone call using professional radio equipment that has been professionally He knows I'm calling, so he doesn't know. Does he know what time you're calling? Yeah. I always get nervous when we do this. A couple of minutes early. Sometimes we get his, uh, like, a secretary or office assistant. Oh, is that Dick Ziggin? Yes, it is. Hey, Dick Ziggin, it's Gersh Kuntzman along with Vince DiMaselli from Brooklyn Paper Radio. You're on the air live, and I should tell you we also have Reverend Daniel Meter from the old First Reformed Church who's a Coney fan. Good afternoon. The gang's all here. Literally the gang. And now that you're on the line, we have literally got a quorum, a quota. What do you call that? A minion, if you will, Reverend, of Coney Island fans. Dick, thanks for being on the show. 
sure. Just let me wade out of the surf, go to my beach towel, <laughs> yeah. grab a towel, dry off a little bit. Yeah, don't want and you to what get do you guys want to talk about? Well, we had some big news in Coney Island. As you know, you've been watching all the news of Coney Island for decades. The big news about the Shore Hotel being sold. Where were you on that, Dick Ziggin? Best news ever in my 35 years in Coney Island. Um, Bring us up to date. Tell us what actually happened. piece of the puzzle, and I'm a theater guy, and I'm the guy who got that building landmark. I'm thrilled. But bring us, bring our listeners up to date. What exactly happened? That building on the corner of, I guess it's Surf and Stillwell, has been vacant for a long time. Tell us, just give us up to date. It's been rotting for 35 years. It's been neglected. We got it landmarked, but landmarking doesn't force an owner to take care of it. Without going into um, a long and sad story of political intrigue and bitterness, um, the daughter of the deceased owner um, apparently just sold it for $20 million. It will get restored. It will be the cultural live entertainment hub of Coney Island if they're going to build hotels. This is uh, an opportunity for the serious nighttime entertainment. It could be a music venue. It could be everything. It's the last eyesore in Coney Island. Um, hmm. The plan is working, and I can't wait for them to get to work on it. So let me ask you, who bought it or who's buying it? And uh, and more importantly, what's going to happen? Where's the Shore Theater sign? I know it disappeared after Hurricane Sandy. Is it coming back? So um, the sign itself was landmarked, and Jasmine Bullard, the woman who's selling the building, was ordered by landmarks to have the sign repaired. She brought it to a sign shop, and it sits there, and it was not repaired, and it hasn't been Hmm. restored. The new owners, uh, I believe uh, they're called Pye, P-Y-E. They own a few other parcels in Coney Island. I'm not sure exactly who they are. They're probably going to have to spend 12, 15, another 20 million uh, fixing it up. But we've already seen on Flatbush Avenue how a derelict theater can be brought back. Uh, Disney brought back Ziegfeld's uh, New Amsterdam Mm -hmm. Theater, which was a wreck on 42nd Street. And it's now um, their linchpin in Times Square. Um, this just opens up all types of possibilities. So- and in terms of um, the infrastructure that was in Coney Island, historic buildings or otherwise, it was the last piece that was uh, mm-hmm. still uncertain with the future certain for the Shore Theater. Everything else is about... Uh, new property the next phase isn't about uh city money or stimulus project it's about four equities um yeah. building new buildings so and uh, let's go for it i gotta ask you what took so long to get this thing sold or what finally made it happen i mean this thing had been sitting there I the last time it was used i think it was a kansas fried chicken and before that it was a triple x movie theater isn't that correct it hasn't been open to the public as a theater since 1975 oh uh, man most of the audience that was at the last picture show are probably dead already hmm. it's about time and um uh, there, you know, even with landmark protection, um, 
the clock was ticking. The building can fall apart. This building was getting to the point of no return, so it's happened in the nick of time. So, so how do you know that, that the guys that are taking it over are going to be are going to be bringing it back to its past glory? Exactly, exactly. Because they've spent all this money. It's a landmark. They're going to have to do it, and it's what they're saying they're going to do. You're the journalist. It's your job. <laughs> oh, that. That. That it's was my job. It's my job to ask the tough questions. Yeah, but not of Dick Ziggin, of, the, of Pi. You don't even know who Pi is. No, we have, all, we have all those questions ready to be asked. All right, but Dick, my question is this. What kind of acts are we going to see in your dream world uh, at this Shore Theater? First of all, it's like a couple of hundred seats or maybe a thousand seats. No, no. Okay, so let me correct that yeah. first of all. Um, what is commercially viable and exciting about this theater is it seats 2,400 people. Whoa. On Broadway, that would be considered a good thing. That's a large house. That's where you put a hit musical. Um, that makes it all the more profitable. That's a large theater. Um, most likely a theater like that put back in action, let's look at what's going on on Flatbush Avenue, is primarily going to be a music concert venue, mm -hmm. and you might have three, four different acts over the course of a week coming in and out of that space, and that would be terrific. We're talking about like CSNY. Nope. Possible. <laughs> possible. Possible. We're talking about Dan Fogelberg, maybe. No, he's dead. Oh, is he? Yeah. Wow, I, I, I didn't even write an ang angry column about I how know. much well, I miss him. Know, maybe thinking. Nancy Sinatra, maybe nice. Barbara Streisand, Abbott and Costello might come back. The Doobie play. Brothers. That'd be great. Maybe, you're, maybe you, you put your play on there, Dick. I know you wrote a play. Maybe, maybe he wrote more than one play. Yeah, no, he was a player. I've written a number of plays, but... Um, even in my wildest dreams, um, serious playwriting, even if it's on Broadway, even if you're David Mamet, you go into a house that's small for Broadway, 500 to 800 seats. When um, when I did when I did murder in a theater that holds two thousand four hundred. I mean, look, I got Dick. Two degrees in theater. I know what I'm talking about. I, hey, Dick. I did I did SUV the musical off Broadway, and that was a seventy nine seat house sold out every night. I could have filled twenty four hundred seats. The seats You're were on your way. The okay. seats were comfortable. I got to so bring the Reverend in here. This hey. is, so this is the size of the beacon, like. Like the size no, of the beacon, right? the beacon right? is larger. Mm -hmm. All right, so you could still bring in the stones or something like that. Well, Dick, you're going to bring the stones in? Oh, put it in the headline right now. Let's see if we can Dick, if it. you can get the Rolling Stones to play <laughs> Coney, we, we're going to have to have a bigger show. You think Reverend Meter can have a Sunday service? You, you think you can fill yeah, it Yeah, megachurch, my megachurch. Reverend can pack the house. Oh, yeah, I can pack, Reverend yeah. Reverend Ike's church still function? Yes, right. Reverend Ike's rock and roll church, right? <laughs> yeah, Rev, what do you, where are you on music? I think you should have some rock and roll at the old first church. Uh, rock and roll is for dancing, man. So what, you don't do that? No, what, we sing hymns. Because dancing, because you know what dancing leads to, at it, least at least in dirty dancing. Yeah, right. I know. Can we talk yeah. more about that after the show, Rev? Uh, I, apparently, you want. To. I'd like to compare notes. <laughs> anyway, if you, you, you weren't listening, you weren't listening I mean, to the I, earlier segment, Dick. What uh, the Reverend and I were both, you know, he's a man of the cloth, but he's also a married man. We'll, we're going to compare notes, sexual notes. Gersh, Gersh, that's why Gersh brought me here. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing from Dick on that. Anyway, Dick. So we got to get out. We got to get out. So this is a great day for Coney. You said it was the last piece of the puzzle. So this, once they finally finish restoring well, the this, rest is up to capitalism, or this is ah. the start of capitalism. What about is, uh, 
the city-funded stimulus project. It is working. Uh, Surf Avenue uh, private property has gone from an illegal furniture store district mm. into a restaurant row. It doesn't matter that they're franchises. It's all about land use. But that gets into technical stuff. But it's working. What about and the hotel rooms? Another example of it's working. What about the hotel rooms? Upstairs. Um, it's possible. So the Shore Theater um, has a theater, as we said, that is a large theater. It'll hold 2,400 people. It was built not just for movies, but it has dressing rooms. It can fly scenery. It's like a Broadway theater. But there's a building on top of it. Yeah. There's a ballroom on the top floor. Wow, and then it wow. looks like there's more, um, but there's actually three floors that were offices. That could be a boutique hotel. Oh, oh. Um, but I like there that. There are five sites in Coney Island on Surf Avenue zoned for 20 to 30-story hotels. If they build one or two, um, those people are going to go see a show in the evening at the yep. Shore Theater with that neon sign back and all lit up. Uh, neon of nathan's across from uh, the neon shore sign and don't forget your own coney island usa sideshows by the seashore i can't believe we went this Just far we didn't even the block we didn't even plug it all the people in the neighborhood i gotta say i, I fell retire in confidence i gotta say i fell in wait, love wait, wait. i felt hold on i fell in love with coney island thanks to dick ziggin and the sideshows by the seashore crew fred call and all the bet and i gotta say the the bearded lady is still a big fan of hers and I didn't want to hear that retirement. You're reti You're not even. What are you? Fifty-five? Yeah, uh, thirty-seven. I'm not gonna uh, move to Florida. I'm gonna write weird American plays and put them on in the Shore Theater. Yeah, I like the sound of this, Reverend. Musicals. We, we got to get out, Reverend. Yeah, Coney Island, close to God or not close to God? Oh, beloved. Sodom by the Sea, they call it. Ah, beloved. Beloved. Even God loves Coney. Dick. Oh. God loves Coney. See you on the beach, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we see him on the beach every January Many 1st. Many people we take do. The plunge. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It is great to have our moral compass, uh, the Reverend Daniel Meter, and our, our Sodom compass, Dick Ziggin, one of the great men of all time. Dick, last thing I want to – we always let our guests plug whatever you want to plug. What's the next big thing at Sideshows by the Seashore you want to plug? Um, my new play, um, opening and workshop um, – in April, it's a rock musical. It's called Killing Republicans. I kid you not. I love it. I love it. Well, let me. Why you say Killing Republicans? Let's ask you the question we asked everybody this morning, which was: I don't know if you heard this. Ted Cruz had defined himself as a Christian first, an American second, a conservative third, and a Republican fourth. If you had to describe yourself in four terms, ranking them, what are you? First, second, third, and fourth. Um. A wedding officiant, um, a playwright, um, an unelected mayor. Did I fill my quota yet? One more. One, one more. Um, and a guy who thinks he's a teenager. I lost 20 pounds recently, and it feels great. Wow. wow. So like an Oprah weight loss guy. I would have put Brooklynite in there, frankly. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I would have. Anyway, we got to get it's out. Dick Ziggin, you're a legend of the game, a Coney Island maestro, unelected official mayor of Coney. Thank you for coming on the show with Daniel Meter, the reverend, who says God goes to Coney, and of course, Vince DiMaselli. Yeah, it's a pleasure Thank to have you, you on. Your honor. Let me off the hook before you talk about sex. <laughs> <laughs>
Gotta go. There you go. All right. You're Guys, we got We got to pay some bills here. Come on, read this one. Gotta I got, do, you got to pay some bills. Atla remember our friends at Atlas Steakhouse? Yeah, I remember them. No, I'm gonna. We're getting a call. No, we're not. I love it when we get calls in the middle of our Atlas Steakhouse commercial with. You got to pay some bills. With music coming up. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm getting aroused again. No, it just always happens. There it is. Atlas Steakhouse offers you a unique dining experience. First, you choose your steak. Every cut is aged to tender perfection on site. So. Pretty much you can just cover your eyes and pick a steak. Then you pair it with a uh, vintage from their extensive wine selection or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. You can enjoy a succulent appetizer as the master chefs there craft your choice cut as you desire. And when your main course arrives, you will understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they are always going to offer you a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse, of course, at 943 Coney Island Avenue, the beloved Atlas Steakhouse. You can visit them online at atlassteak.com. Now, Rev, just so you know, they're yeah. not serving that that cow that escaped from Queens <laughs> at that steakhouse because that cow is right now in Jersey on some farm sanctuary instead of on my plate. Okay? And you feel mad about it. You're angry about no, that. No, I'm not. I just want to have a reasoned discourse about vegetarianism, meat eating. It's a, a reasoned discourse in Brooklyn about food? That's no. not going to happen. Rev, you know, you know you're know, you a meat eater. <laughs> you, you, could, you could do theology easier than food in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's well said. You're a meat eater, and you know that meat farming, meat agriculture is very bad for our, our – it's bad for our environment. It's bad for our diet. It's bad for our agriculture. We do it. We shouldn't do it, and that's the debate we need to be having. Not not whether we should free Freddy. They named him. <laughs> they call him Freddy. Ridiculous. We gotta get out. I don't know. We gotta get out. Listen, I gotta do. I gotta. I gotta get in a reporter in here. Can we get the morning paper uh, music there? Because we're gonna talk about some stories in the news today. What are we gonna talk about? There we go. Jimmy and the Revolvers out of uh, London or Liverpool, if I believe. Listen, we got a big story. I gotta call her in here, Lauren. Uh, sorry. Lauren Gill? Is that her name? Lauren yes, Gill? Lauren. Lauren. Gilly. Let's get her in here. Gilly. Now, Reverend, you just stay put because we're going to need your input. You're going to just gonna have to share a mic. Okay. Hey, Gilly, come on in here. We're going to talk about the Squib Park thing. Oh. She never sounds excited. That's the thing that drives me nice. nuts. Full of excitement. No, right. I don't like it. But she's gonna come in here. We're I'm gonna have her. I think I'm gonna have to have her get sit next to me. That's fine. All right. Okay. All right. Come on, Gilly. Sit next to Vince. We gotta share a mic. Come on. Pull up a knee on Vin on Uncle Vince's lap. No. Now we got you Lauren Gill here. There is a chair here that you could sit on. It's quite comfortable. I prefer the lap. And again, it's I'm completely heterosexual, but he's got a great lap. There you go. All right, Gilly. You wrote a story today, and I believe you're gonna have to lean in a little. That's all. I believe you broke that story wide open. Am I right? This is a story about Squib Park. Now, for a couple of years, I've been enjoying Brooklyn Bridge Park. Reverend, I know you have been too. There's a bridge from, uh, I guess it's from Columbia Heights through Squib Park. It's from Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. Well, no, but Columbia Heights is the name oh, of the street. Oh, it's actually from Columbia Heights. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I live here too, you know. So it goes from Columbia Heights through Squib Park and then into Brooklyn Bridge Park. Gilly, bring us up to date. What happened to that bridge shortly after it opened? So it opened in 2012, um, and it was closed in 2014 because of unusual movement. All right, so what? So Vinny gave it a nickname. It's Brooklyn's Galloping Gertie. Gallop, you know Galloping Gertie, right, Rev? Yes, Tacoma Narrows Bridge. That, yeah. Very nice, very nice. You, and if you and if you're a kid, you definitely should YouTube Tacoma Narrows Bridge. It's the or best two, best can, two minutes you'll ever spend. You could just go online to BrooklynPaper.com and find the link right there. That's true. Anyway, Gilly. So the bridge closed, and now it's been like 18 months since it's been closed, 
And for the longest time, the city's like, we're, we don't know. We're, we're going to try to fix it. Oh, we're going to do it. And it's like a dance of death. It's actually Brooklyn Bridge Park that's been saying all that. Well said. Yeah. Well said. That was good factual accuracy. Okay, so Brooklyn Bridge Park. Meh, and the meh, and the meh. Okay, so now what happened? What happened now? Uh, Finally, Brooklyn. I'll answer that. Finally, Brooklyn Bridge Park grew a pair. And I'm not talking about a pair of freed cattle. I'm talking about a pair of balls. And what did they do? Uh, they're suing the engineer, um, HNTB, that was in charge of fixing the bridge. And no, not the original maker of the bridge, just the people who are supposed to fix the bridge? No, the original engineer. So the, the original engineer. engineer. Um, interestingly, Ted Zoli, he was a genius. Yeah. He was given a genius grant. Yeah, Zoli the genius. I never... Reverend, do you ever get a genius grant? Uh, No, I've applied, been turned down. You are a better engineer than Ted Zoli on this bridge. I, again, not reflective of Zoli's other work. I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you're a genius. But this bridge, the Galloping Gertie of Brooklyn... So they had to shut the bridge down. Go. They sued Zoli. What's the response? Uh, so basically on Friday, um, Brooklyn Bridge Park announced at its board of directors meeting that they're suing HNTB for $3 million. Yeah, you got to um, listen to me. I said that. What's been the response from Zoli? Have we heard we haven't heard a response yet. Oh, well, he's going to fix the bridge? Or now is no, it going to no, no. be tied up in court for five more years? No, so they're bringing in Arab Group. Um, they're the engineers that were originally in charge ah. of reviewing uh, Zoli's work. Hmm. And the Department of Transportation Division of Bridges is also going to be brought in. But what, to fix it? To fix it. Um, it's what did so this wait, bridge cost? Were, what did this bridge cost? So the initial repairs were estimated at 700000 No, but what did the bridge cost? Um, it was like $4 million. Oh! Yeah. That's a $4 million bungle. Reverend. Yeah. Reverend, yeah. you've done some work at Old First Reformed, am I right? It's on 7th Ave. You've done work there. $4 million would completely renovate the pipe organ, the windows, the sanctuary, the ceiling, the building, the, the stone, the every, whatever. N not that you have a shopping list. But, <laughs> yeah. but that's a lot of money, am it's I right? a lot of money. Okay. For, a, for that bridge, $4 million bucks. It's weird, yeah, right? it was supposed to be one of a kind. Rev, have you ever walked the bridge? Yes, I've walked the bridge, and I've, uh, you know, I've swayed it back side to side. Like but you didn't dance. Else. You didn't dance, did you? <laughs> No, there was no rock and roll playing. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit later about rock and roll. So the point is, Gilly, we got to get out. They're going to they're gonna fix this bridge, or is it all tied up in court? Yeah, when's the next time I can walk across this bridge, Gilly? That's the question I have. All right. So the new repairs are $516,000, um, and it's going to take six months for Arup to draw up a proposal. Oh, and Jesus. then the board will then vote on it. So, so wait a minute, I told the reverend I was not going to take the Lord's name in vain, his Lord at least, but I'm going to say this is for Schlugener. Yeah, that's pretty bad, Gersh. Ooh. Sorry. Looking at. No, seriously, this is crazy. Now you're talking about a million dollars worth of repairs. No, 560. Plus the 400 before. Yeah. So I'm doing the math. 400,000 and 500,000. Good math, Gersh. It's like a million. It's close to a million. No, it's a million. It's very close. <laughs> okay. The point is, when are we going to walk on, the, when are we going to be able, as the Reverend would say, to cross from Columbia Heights to the promised land? <laughs> When are we going to get there? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Oh, Is this... I'm going to have to walk across the BQE and part the waters. Yeah. So who is to blame? Seriously, in all... in all, And I don't want to put you on a difficult... But according to court papers, who is to blame? Well, it's interesting here. Um, Brooklyn Bridge Park thinks that Zoli is to blame, HNTB. Yep. But I know a lot of people are angry that uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park hasn't been more transparent about what's going on with the bridge. That's true, but um, that wouldn't change the blame. No, it, it spreads the blame. 
Ah, interesting. The Reverend. Like peanut butter on a sandwich. <laughs> no, he just pulled that out of the bag, but he's a better journalist than I am because he basically said maybe if they were more transparent, we'd she actually see. But we'd actually see who's to blame. It's not just Zoli. Zoli, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you should call in 718-260-4502 because your reputation's on the line, Mr. Genius. And that's not, that's not me, Lauren. That's not me talking. That's Brooklyn Bridge Park talking. Hey, Mr. Genius. That's right. Who do you think you are? we got to get out. Lauren, Lauren, best estimate. You're, and this is just your own experience it's as a reporter in this business for like 45 months. No, four or five months. <laughs> <laughs> when am I walking across that bridge again? More than a year. More than a year. Mm -hmm. More than a year. This is unbelievable. So the bridge will have been closed longer than it was open. Yeah. Think about that. Wow. All right. Gilly, we got to get out. I got to pay a bill. I got to pay a bill. You've done it again. I got to pay a bill. She has done it again. She went to that meeting. They were tweeting about it. Yeah. Lauren, good she job. Wrote it Seriously, up. good job. She's getting better on the show, Slam too. Slam the door. I don't know, Lauren, if you have low back pain, but if you do, it's been keeping you on the sidelines of life. And Rev, it's been taking you outside of the things that make you active and happy. How's your back, Rev? How's your, How is your back? Oh, I, I could feel it after shoveling the church. Okay. Well, <laughs> non-spinal surgical decompression. No, <laughs> it is spinal. It's non-surgical <laughs> spinal decompression is available at Brooklyn Spine Sector, and it's going to get you back in the game, baby. What they do is they got this machine. It's called the DRX-9000. What it does is it, it uses a compression force or distraction force to relieve nerve compression, what it does is that force, it's a pumping action, Rev. It allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc and help revitalize it. You want to know more? Because I do. Because I got uh, degenerative disc disease. you got to call the Brooklyn Spine Center at 718. <laughs> you have the bones of a 75-year-old woman. No, this is true. I was on Boniva, Rev. You ever? Yeah, you no. ever? You know that uh, the flying nun? What was her name? Yeah. Uh, Toadie Fields? No, not Toadie Fields. <laughs> Sally, Sally Fields. Fields. Yeah. Toadie Fields was a burlesque singer, I think. Sally Fields was on Boniva. She became the spokesmodel for Boniva. And then like a week later, my doctor puts me on Boniva, which is for women, by the way. But anyway, I got to go to the Brooklyn Spine Center. I'm going to call them. 718-234-6207 to have a consultation with Melinda Keller. And she'll tell me if I'm right for the DRX 9000 and the pumping action. If not, she'll have another surgery, uh, an maybe a surgery, maybe a non-surgical approach. Her number is 718 234-6207. I put my spine in her hands. Think about that. I put my spine in her hands. The whole thing, she just wraps her hands around. So visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com. All right. I need a little dental music. I need a little dental floss. we got to pay some bills, Rev. This is how the game is played. I love this part. Is it coming? You could feel it. Is you it You could just start. Think so? Oh, it's just like so Adele. All right. Are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? Then look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter. Hello, Dr. Lichter. <laughs> the dentists and skilled hygienists at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. This is what it's like. We're going to come to a crescendo. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition... They offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers, and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Fixed bridges? That Zoli should get that. I know. <laughs> no, they mean the ones in your mouth, not Zoli. The, not those right? bridges, yes. <laughs> those procedures can make a broken smile look like new. The office also offers Invisalign. It's an alternative to metal braces that uses virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over a period of time. I believe there's some sort of pumping action. I'm not sure. 
It's right. behind them. You yeah. don't see it. I actually see it happen. Isn't it time you visit a high-quality, state-of-the-art dentist who keeps dentistry affordable so everyone can benefit? Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that can improve your quality of life. Dr. Lichter, as you know, is located at 1420 Avenue P. Avenue P for periodontal. That's true, in between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. You can visit his website at josephlichterdds.com. There, you can fill out an online smile analysis and get a personalized response from the office. That's josephlichterdds.com. I'm going to spell it out for you. J-O-S-E-P-H-L-I-C-H-T-E-R-D-D-S.com. Can you give me that number again? Sir, I'm serious because I, need, I want the number <laughs> again because I, I want to call this guy. It's 718. 718- Three three nine seven eight seven eight. Because I, I spent twelve rev. I spent twelve hundred dollars on for my kids cleaning. Twelve hundred dollars rev. You're not a man of money. <laughs> You're not a man of money. But that's that's a ripoff. That's high. That's high. You got to shop around. Get I the lowest prices you can find. I don't know what God. Like if there was a God, God would say, "Idiot! You don't spend twelve hundred dollars to clean your kids' teeth. They're just teeth." You or deal with it. Yeah, deal with. That's right. Get like with the storm. Anyway. <laughs> We got another story. Can we get that morning paper song again? Because we got to bring in someone. Who are we bringing in now? Who's running this show? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's right. We got to bring in our reporter, Colin Mixon, who had a great story this week. Oh, what happened now? Help me out here, Jimmy. Come on. No. <laughs> Jimmy. All right, just you, open the door and yell for him. I'm not sure. Get him in. Jimmy, get him in here. Will you no, just dial Colin's number? Here. Here it is. All right. What kind of producer? He can't even open the door. Sorry, Jimmy. Hey, Colin. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. He, I'm calling you right now. Go answer listening. your phone. All right, I hung up on you. Colin, come in here. Colin Mixon, one of the best young reporters I've ever seen um, uh, since I went blind. And then there's Reverend Reverend Daniel Meter of the Old First Church, who is a man of God, but also a man, a man of the cloth and a man of the bedroom, if I'm not mistaken. Colin Mixon had a big story this week. And this is going to concern you, Rev, because he wrote a story about a new Twitter account. What was it called? Park Slope Trash Pile? What was it? It's called Park Slope Pile. Park Slope Pile. Now, you know this pile, right? I saw Rev. that story. Yeah. This pile is a couple of blocks from Old First Church. It's next yeah. to the school. John now, Jay. Here's my problem with your story, Colin. All right. Uh, here we go. Schools produce trash, some of it in the form of the teachers. Anyway, schools pr- I don't know what that accent was, by the way. <laughs> some, of, some of it. But there's a lot of trash that comes from a school. A couple hundred kids go to that school. Am I right? Uh, there's actually four schools on the campus, so I assume it's quite a yeah. So great deal. Yeah, so what's the issue? They all, they put the garbage out on the curb like we all do, and then it just doesn't get picked up? Well, they don't do it like we all do. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put it out uh, on the street, on the curb, on the evening before the morning when they pick it up. Sure. Right. So what do they do? They put it uh, out on the curb every single day. So it's a little early. It's premature. Uh, that you can, that's well, what they don't. But my question is they don't have daily pickups outside this school? They, they have it uh, twice a week. Twice a week. Now, here's my question. you got four, possibly five schools. I believe Millennium Brooklyn is in there. you got a couple of secondary schools for journalism and law. Right. right, right. So is it because the, the building itself, formerly John Jay High School, is split up into so many smaller schools that maybe the Department of Sanitation or the Board of Ed doesn't realize there's so many kids in that building? I mean, it should be daily pickups. Uh, well, I would assume that the... Uh uh, the Board of Ed and the Department of Education are aware of how many children go to their school. Okay, so, well, yeah, that, that could be, but maybe they're on some list as secondary school for law, 200 kids, Millennium Brooklyn, 
200 kids, and maybe it doesn't reach some threshold for the Department of Sanitation. I mean, this is all possible. I reached out to the Department of Education uh, looking for a response, and all they told me was that they were going to be providing additional training and some resources to the school. No, they didn't specify as specifically uh, additional training to in putting to out the, garbage to the custodians. Look, I am not in so far as putting out garbage yet. Reverend, I am not going to make a villain of the custodians at that school because I know what they're dealing with. They're dealing with a lot of crap <laughs> in the fo no in the form of garbage and lunches, but. It does run out on the street, and Reverend, you're in that neighborhood. Yes. There is a fluvia, and I hate to use the Latin, but there's a fluvia <laughs> running down the street. Am I right? <laughs> I, 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 haven't I, used, I haven't seen a fluvia running down the street. I can't imagine what it's like Did you see her now. sister, Detritus? Because <laughs> she was running down the street. Well, what's it like now with the snow on it? That's what I want to no, know. It's a mess. So, 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 Colin, you wrote a story about a guy yeah. has decided it's so gross, he started a Twitter account for the Park Slope pile. He did. What yeah. does he How does the pile tweet? What does it say? Uh, the pile uh, generally tweets in pictures of garbage. It tweets uh, its own. It tweets itself. Self portraits. It's yes. like selfies. It's yes. come so alive. It's selfies. Is Kim Kardashian involved in any way? It's unclear at this okay. point. Okay, so you haven't solved the problem. You don't. First of all, you can't tell me who's to blame because that's. If you notice, there's a pattern, Rev. Every <laughs> I, guest I, comes on. I see that. Who's to blame? Who can I be mad at? So who can I be mad at? Uh, oh my. Thank you. Can you be mad at? No, whom? Whom? <laughs> Excuse me. No, uh, you're not asking me. Okay. I'm asking you. <laughs> Let's see. Who can we be mad at? So the the community has worked with the school a little bit to try and figure out a way to install uh, receptacles of some kind for the garbage because you know, <laughs> like a dumpster. But why? Well, we're talking about dumpster. But why can't they like just a dumpster? But why That's can't right. they just come and pick it up more times or well, once a day? Like, a, how are they doing it at other schools? Once a day. Well, other schools have. Uh, dumpsters. No, no, no. My kid's school, and I, it goes to PS 107. He's a good kid. I mean, he's he's struggling in math. But anyway. Who isn't these days? Every day, the janitor puts out Common the garbage. Core. Now, this is just an elementary school, and I just, that's why I brought up the number of people, the threshold. Mm -hmm. He goes to elementary school at PS 107, relatively small school. Every day, they put the garbage out, and every day, the sanitation department picks it up. Are you sure? Yeah, I am sure. I'm partly sure. <laughs> Why? What are you saying, Reverend? Are you saying I don't know what I'm, I don't know about um, my kids' school? I'm one. Uh, is it the one? What's the the one on uh, on Eighth? Yeah, Eighth Avenue and Thirteenth Street. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they pick it up every day. So you're disagreeing with me on my own show. I'm questioning you on your well, own. Well, that show. I like that. So Mixon, question me. <laughs> Point is, let's assume I'm right, because unlike Zoli, I'm a genius, <laughs> but I don't have a bridge that's fallen down. Let's assume I'm right. Maybe the Department of Sanitation could literally say to their pickup people, hey, guys, can you swing by the school a couple more times a week? Could that happen? Yeah, maybe they could. I mean, well, did you ask the Department of Sanitation that? I reached out to the Department of Sanitation. What did it say? They got back to me. It got back to you? The folks over there got back to me. Nicely done. Nice work. And what, Thanks, and what did those folks say? Uh, they said that they get two pickups a week. That's what they told me. <laughs> and I said to you, <laughs> if you asked them if they could up the number of pickups per week, no, what did they say to that? that? Specifically, no, I didn't ask them. You didn't ask them the no. tough question. You said, oh, two pickups a week, thanks. Thanks for the response. Right, well, I wanted to see <laughs> if they were uh, violating any city ordinances. Yeah. Who, the Department of Sanitation? No, the school. Ah, the school. Were they? They didn't say. It didn't say. <laughs> the folks I love it. Say. We got to get out. Gr good grammar, Rev. You got a question for the uh, for the young scribe? Uh, no, I have no question. You for have you. a comment? Uh, uh, the garbage. I mean, the garbage thing is a big thing in Park Slope. But why does God allow it? You are a man of God. You you are His messenger on this planet. 
or one of his messengers. Our moral compass. Our moral compass. So why does God allow such filth in a, a beautiful neighborhood like I Park know, Slope? I know. I have to ask God that. Do you have a pipeline? Yeah, when you're talking to him this evening. Like, why God allows garbage in Park Slope in particular? No, but just why? Why? Well, let's broaden it. Let's broaden it. There is poverty all over the world. There are people dying all the time. Now, some of them are bad people, so we'll, we'll just ignore them. But why, why? Why does garbage happen to bad people? Yeah, yeah. Why, why does no. garbage happen to good people? Yeah, yeah. I'll sit on that one. Oh, you're punting on that I'm one? I'm punting on why garbage happens to good people, yeah. All right, well, let's broaden it. I mean, I'll, I'll, check, I'll check the Talmud on that one first. My sense is that if there is a God, he's just letting us live our lives, and we're just failing, right? We're, I mean, he's, well, he's not yeah. Bloomberg. He's not God. <laughs> I mean, in this case, he is God. But he, we're, just, we're just humans, Colin. We're just humans. That's correct. We are just humans. Okay. Yeah, and reported, we are humans who generate a lot of garbage. Right, let's, let's let Colin get out. All right, Colin, get out. Good job, Colin. I'm sorry to grill you, but good grammar. No, great job. No, today. great grammar, great subject. Object uh, agreement, which I like. He knows it's a pet peeve. No, seriously, Rev, you're not getting off my you're not getting off All my right. God hook here. Okay, here I am. Why does why do good things happen to bad people? Uh, we don't know. But let me say this: I think the better question is why do bad things happen to bad people? Why should that even be allowed? You're saying bad things shouldn't happen at all. Why? Why should bad? Yeah. Why? Why pick out good people that they should deserve good things? It's an interesting question. He's trying to throw it back at me. Let me ask you this question: totally different question. Are we moving in the right direction as a people? The Uni- Amer- United States? No, I mean the whole world. Are we going in the right direction? Uh, there are some things that are better and some things that are worse. Wow. It's, it's like I, you can't get a straight answer from these No, religious. I mean, that's exactly what I said to somebody yesterday at my own church. All right, where are you on we guns? Got, Last question. Where are you on guns? Uh, I think they should be very hard to get. There you go. Okay, we got to get out. Reverend, hold on. He's going to pay some we bills and we're going to sign more. out. We got to do one more quick. Make it, make it fast because I'm hungry. No, a little Atlas. little Atlas music. I love it. Got a mid-range read speed. That's what they tell me. It sounds, sales it sounds like the spinal music. Possibly. Okay. It's At- on Coney Island between what and what? We'll get to that. Oh, all right. 943 Coney Island. Atlas Steakhouse. Dine a cut above the rest. Select your premium cut. Aged on site for optimal texture and taste. Enjoy delicious vintage wines, expertly mixed cocktails, and signature appetizers while Atlas Steakhouse crafts your choice cut. Your choice cut into a customary culinary experience. Complete your dining experience with an exquisite signature dessert, and you will understand at Atlas Steakhouse, it's always a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue. Find them online at Atlas Steak. Dot com. We I'm going to go there. That's You've got to go there. Vince has a minute and a half to go. The 68 bus. All right. <laughs> it is. We've got to get out. I got to first of all, a couple I, I things. Wanna, I got one more question for the Reverend. I know sure. you, you all wanna, right. the, the, my, I want to preview. What's the what's the homily this week? What are we talking about? There you go. I'm talking about why we have language, why we talk, why we speak. Why we talk the way we talk? <laughs> why we talk. Why, How no, is it? Now, why, why we have why, different languages? Why we have language. Like babble? No, why we why we make sense? What what what's why is it that human beings above uh, among all animals, mammals, uh, have language? What does that say about us and our place in the world? Are no. you are you going to bring in Ted Cruz in that? Because I don't I don't know if he's got language no, based on what I've been know. hearing. How about dolphins? Dolphins speak. They do. Uh, is there some talking going on there? I talk about I, t- I talk about uh, chimpanzees and uh, I don't talk about dolphins. I love I talk- that I love that big gorilla that that that. Makes the, the sign language. We got to get out. With sign language? No, we got to get out, Reverend. Yeah, I got to thank you for being here. And You're you welcome. know why no, I thank. Thanks him. for coming. He's in. our one man God Squad. He's our moral compass, Reverend Daniel Meter. Plug away. When is your homily on Sunday? Uh, Eleven o'clock, Seventh Avenue and Carroll Street. Seventh and Carroll. All right, we got to get out, Vince. Right. Got to be there or 
or, or, or yeah, not, something. I guess. So anyway, <laughs> I got to thank the Park Slope Trash Pile. I got to thank Dick Ziggin. I got to thank our advertisers, which is Atlas Steakhouse, Dr. Joseph Lichter, and, of course, the Brooklyn Spine Center. Of course, I got to thank Vince DiMaselli for oh, letting gosh. me do the show. It's Brooklyn Paper Radio, but I'm from the Daily News. I'm Gersh Kunstman, the most hated man in America. Sign us out, Jimmy, our I don't producer, hate Jimmy. You, Gersh. Thank